0: Hey Ty, uh, before we start the show, I kind of thought we had like a nice special announcement maybe to make. Yeah, I think so. we
1: got a buddy, uh, an old friend of the show, who has a new book out.
0: Now, whenever you say that, there are very few people... I guess buddies that, that you would call them that actually write. So the first name that yeah. comes to my mind is Kassiniansky.
1: It's Kassiniansky? Yeah. One would think that, but no, it's not Kassiniansky. I'm wrong on that? No. Who, yeah, who you are. Could
0: who could it be then?
1: Well, it's the first name in writing. When I think of writing and authors and, uh, and amazing novels, I think of Lance Mannion.
0: Oh, Lance Mannion. I do remember Lance Mannion. Yeah,
1: Lance Mannion's got a new book
0: out, um, The Trembling Fist. Yeah, man, and, and just from, from what I've read, it looks like it's uh, it's something a little bit different, it seems. Um, I, I was going through Amazon and kind of uh, reading through some of the summary, and it, it just seems like it's, uh, I don't know, it just seems like it's a little bit different than his other uh, works of literature.
1: Yeah, it is. It sounds interesting. Um... I've already ordered it. I haven't torn into it yet, but I'm pretty excited to. Sounds like it's just five short stories,
0: five awesome short stories. Yeah, and it seems like it's, uh I mean, it says, you know, everyone's so afraid of offending each other, but it's healthy to get offended. And if you don't believe me, read this book. I don't know, Ty, that sounds like this might be kind of an offensive book.
1: It sounds offensive, and it sounds like I'm hooked already.
0: I know, I I know. Into it. I, now you said that you you purchased this. You purchased the ebook, correct?
1: Yeah, I purchased the ebook on old Amazon.com. I think you can get it through his website also, unless it's just a portal to amazon.com for two ninety nine
0: for an ebook. It is a portal to amazon.com because I, on the other hand, am interested in the paperback because I want to now collect Lance Manion's entire collection, if you will, his entire catalog, and I want to have it all signed. To me, personally.
1: Signed to you personally. I bet he would do that too. He's the kind of guy that would do that.
0: He's the kind of guy that would just sign his name on a book and just give it to you.
1: I think so. I think so. So yeah, for two ninety nine on Kindle it's a steal. For nine ninety nine on paperback, another steal. You really can't go wrong with it.
0: And I mean, I've told Lance Mannion whenever he tells me he's written another new book already, he is like the new hardest working man in show business.
1: He really is. This guy is putting out, putting out books left and right. He's pretty prolific. I think that's the word. Yeah. There's Stephen King, and then there's Lance Mannion.
0: And Dean Koontz is somewhere in there,
1: but... Dean Koontz is somewhere in there. He could probably take a few lessons from Lance Mannion. Right,
0: of course. And... I told Lance personally, this is like just a Christmas miracle, Ty. That, that this this book was released because he just put out Homo Says What? Guess what? Maybe five months ago, something like that.
2: Yeah,
0: and really. I wasn't expecting another book for like another year and a half, maybe. Here's the kicker, though. In these in these winter months, Ty, we're already in December. I got down to the last two pages that I was throwing into the fireplace. of Homo Says What? Mm-hmm. to keep my family warm. I didn't yep. know how we were gonna survive the rest of the winter. <laughs> he releases a whole new book full of beautiful papers to keep uh, my, keep myself and my family warm.
1: So it's like he was thinking of me and thinking of all the impoverished people around the world. I know,
0: and and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not putting down Lance Mania at all. It's um, you know, my grandfather used to always tell me, great literature makes the best kindling.
1: <laughs> so. It's true that not only do does the fire warm you, but the words warm you just as much.
0: Exactly. It's like curling up, curling up next to a fire with a good book. That's what he was talking about. It's
1: literally, it's, the,
0: yeah, exactly. Of course, my grandfather had an aneurysm and he was laying in the hospital and he was saying a lot of strange things. I guess I was the only one taking what he was saying to heart, maybe. Probably, I think so. But After I, after I ran through all the papers, I was just grabbing people's Kindles, people's nooks, throwing them in fires wildly. Mm-hmm. I got arrested several times. I'm just so happy that he has a new book as to say.
1: It is, it's perfect. And it's just in time for the Christmas season, too. So if you're looking for a nice read for your grandma, maybe? Or your, or your great aunt, Rose?
0: Or even like a girl that you're trying to impress? Yeah, absolutely. What's more impressive than, like, like a like a writer from Philadelphia that nobody's ever heard of before? That's right, buddy.
1: It's pretty impressive. It's pretty underground. I could say I know that not only is this
0: a good book, but I know the guy that wrote it. Fuck yeah, dude. Exactly. So, yeah, check it out, guys. Trembling Fist. Uh, get it on LanceManion.com. Get it on Amazon.com. You can probably get it on iTunes, anywhere books are sold. Probably get it everywhere, dude. Yeah, dude, and just support it. He's the new hardest working man in show business. Yes. So, Ty, for this 50th episode, what do you say we get done with this commercial, we get on with the show? Just go on with the show? Just get the show started? Let's do it. What do you say? We got nothing to lose. I guess we might as well, man. All right.
1: Out of sight. So here we are, number 50, man.
0: I feel like at the beginning of every show, whenever you usually name the episode number and then I'm always yeah. like, did you think we'd make it this far, Ty? You know, that's kind of like our, our banter a little bit at the
1: beginning. Yeah, we do a little banter on the, on the
0: episode number and, and how many it's been, how long it's been. Yeah, and say something like, you know, it's yeah, man, we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, hey. hey, man. It's half a century. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the way I look at it, Ty, I know that we've been planning for a while. We want to do something special for the 50th episode. Oh, yeah. And I thought, you know, why not? Less is more, dude. Why not just keep it? Why not for, for something super special? Let's just do a, an old school CSP episode.
1: Just harken back to the olden days of just you and me
0: in a room. What could be more special? That's about it. Oh, yeah. That's the best. That's the best I can think of. Exactly. So uh, yeah. So here we are, Ty. Um, another thing that we usually start the show off with is I see that you're sipping on a beverage.
1: I am. I am. I have a. It's custreizer, custreizer, custreizer. Maybe it's German. Um, of course. It's a yeah. It's a dark lager, like really dark. Um, it's, um, it's basically almost a stout. I think it's considered a lager, but it's basically a stout, very reminiscent of uh like that. what is that, Rasputin? Old Rasputin? Yeah, old Rasputin, really reminiscent of
0: that. It's pretty good actually. Yeah. I was impressed by it. My my favorite time of year for beers. I love I love the good stouts. <laughs> yeah, it is. And
1: I've there's not many stouts over here. It's all pretty much lagers. And of course, it's a logger, but it's so dark and so it's like thick enough to be basically a stout. Um, but otherwise, it's just all loggers over here and some some
0: vices. But do you think that they're ashamed to uh, to call anything a stout? That even like the stout like beers, they have to still call it a logger just to like keep their pride.
1: Maybe they do. Yeah. Maybe they do.
0: It might be. It might
1: know. be it. What are you sipping on? You got something over there?
0: Well, I'm. Actually, tonight I was keeping it fairly simple. I'm sipping on a a little bit of a couple Christmas gifts here, Ty. I'm sipping on a bit of 7-Up and a, just a splash of Grey Goose. That's, that's, yes. what, that's what I got right here. And It's um, like a
1: grown man drink right there.
0: It is. It's a grown man kind of kickback after a hard day's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I got this beautiful um, Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee beans. That I've been really? brewing. And All right. the, the Blue Mountain coffee beans are some of the rarest coffee beans on earth, Ty. Really? Yeah, dude. So I got some of those as an early Christmas gift, so I've been grinding those babies up and uh, sipping on those as well.
1: Nice. How's that? Is that
0: pretty tasty? It is, man. It's, it's just a i mean I'm, I'm not gonna i'm trying not to sound like too much of a like a douche here or anything but it's it's got a nice it's got a nice balanced taste it's uh not too bitter it's not too sweet it's just a nice it's a really nice light roast coffee all right good and Sounds uh good. i love i love uh i love like the the tall tales of of how the beans are achieved it's like from the highest point of the blue mountains in jamaica and <laughs> the the fog the fog keeps the beans so like there's a light fog that keeps them so dense that makes them one of the rarest beans in existence. Nice. There's some old crooked Jamaican man who just treks his way up this mountain. Yes, and I will just empty my wallet into just like people's hands for these beans. Yeah, for sure. There is there is good coffee
1: though, and then there's bad coffee. Just that like that huge like big company commercial shit that's just grown in huge fields and just chemically altered and stuff is just, you can just tell the difference between that and the
0: real good shit, the organic stuff. Yeah, like the fair trade organic blends, those are good. I know I can't really, I don't, I, don't, I mean, I can't get my parents off of anything but Folgers. They're still like, mm-hmm. because if you go back to those commercials in the 60s, you know, Folgers was everything. It was, it was mountain grown for the best taste, you know? It was, yeah. And yeah,
1: what was the what was like the slogan in the 90s? Is it nothing comes closer to home, I think?
0: That's what it was. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Nothing comes closer to home. That's a different slogan. Oh, is it? You're thinking of the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Oh. What is Sorry. nothing comes closer to home, Ty? I don't know. I, the- I remember the jingle that even went, nothing comes closer to home. I feel like it was... Folders. Maybe it was before
1: uh, folders, and or after folders. And then I don't think it's closer to home. You <laughs> <laughs> <We> got. <laughs> it's Stofers. Stofers. <laughs> that sounds, sounds kind of like folders. Exactly, man. I don't know if this is just going to be completely.
0: Can you actually hear that? It tastes like
1: it's made
0: with fresh The taste like something just. Shittiest lasagna ever. Oh man, that's my childhood right there. <laughs> I knew
1: that jingle though, man. As soon as you said that. Yeah, yeah. I mix my jingles up a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I always thought Stofer's was good to the last drop. That's what I thought Stouffer's was. Is it? It might, yeah, it might have been. Which one is that one? Is that one? Uh, I think that's Maxwell House. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what other slogans. I always liked, uh, what was the, uh, what was Juicy Fruit? Was Juicy Fruit the taste that taste the taste is going to move you, I think?
0: <laughs> I think so. <laughs>
1: I think I'm going back to the early nineties on that one.
0: What about uh honeycomb used to have a really good commercial too uh, what was what was theirs? Oh, fuck I can't really even I'm... okay, hold on so give me the taste that goes crunch lunch, brunch, breakfast beer mid, the cool shape of big taste, so let's begin partying down and then look at stays crunchy. And then it's something like, <laughs> part of this balanced nutritious breakfast.
1: <laughs> That's so impressive. Nice.
0: It just came out of nowhere, dude.
1: Cool. I just remember the little bee screaming honeycomb.
0: Yep.
1: Like, honeycomb. That's all I remember. Oh, God. My childhood.
0: I feel like we always have we always have other agendas that we want to talk about current events, and somehow we always talk about serials from the nineties <laughs> that is the <laughs> we'll whole show
1: Stackfords from the nineties somehow it, so
0: it always gets to that
1: man, yeah, hey, speaking of the nineties, you know what I just found out today what um you know our favorite film of the nineties, perhaps the greatest film ever ever made is Jack, of course, starring uh Starring Robin Williams. You know who dir- directed Jack? Oh man, that's, a good, that's a good question. It was Francis Ford Coppola, who's directed other such family, comedic and and heartwarming films like uh, like God,
0: like The Godfather, and Apocalypse Now. And Apocalypse Now. The <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here! Are you kidding me with that? That dude directed Jack. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm totally serious. That is shocking. I was just, like,
1: cruising IMDb. For, I just cruise IMDb, and I'm just like, who directed that? Who directed that? And somehow I ended up on Francis Ford Copeland. I was looking through his list of movies, and motherfucking Jack was right there.
0: Ty, that is shocking to me.
1: Yeah. I couldn't believe it myself.
0: Not not only that he would have directed Jack, but that he would have directed a movie starring Robin Williams.
1: I I know. All of it. Everything all together. Yeah, he directed Jack.
0: I would have never guessed that in a million years. I would have maybe said like uh, like Jonathan Hughes or some shit or
1: yeah, for sure. Chris Columbus.
0: Yep, exactly. Which is funny
1: because as soon as I looked up Jack, I then went on to like those guys. I was looking at John Hughes and what he directed and everything. That, so. just,
0: that is shocking, Ty.
1: It is. I was pretty shocked.
0: Jesus. Well. Well, so okay, so we got Jack as the number 1 movie of the 90s. Um I think we should also talk about the the second movie, the second greatest movie of the 90s. Oh yeah, yeah. Um which one is that one? The Fast and the Furious. Oh, no! Yeah. and Oh, you're gonna do it. I, I, I have to do this. I feel like I have to bust everybody's bubbles. I know we've been having a, a great time talking, and, and three days from now when this episode comes out, I'm sure people still will not have heard the news that I heard last night. <laughs> but, yeah, Paul Walker is dead, Ty. I know. That's so crazy. Paul Walker is dead.
1: Yeah, that's really sad. Like, um, I kind of... Used to hate him a lot, but actually he grew on me as he grew older. Well, he so.
0: was he was in like two of the of the top grossing franchises in all of movie history. Of course, I'm talking about Fast and the Furious, and number two, she's all that. <laughs> she's
1: all that. That's true. That's true.
0: He he played like the he played the villain opposite <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's in uh, Pleasantville too. That's right. All right, way back in the day. Yeah, that was sad news, but also a completely stupid way to die. <laughs> that was so dumb. I don't know, like, that's so stupid.
0: It is. It's it's very stupid, and I don't think it would have been as stupid if it was somebody else. Like, if it was, I don't know. If it was, like, Macaulay Culkin, it would still be stupid, but it wouldn't be as stupid as fucking... No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's sad, but... You know, yeah, I feel like he should have had the training
1: and the know how and everything to to deal with this situation. But
0: and of course, for people that don't know, he I guess it was a it was a fiery auto accident. He was driving a little too fast, maybe too furious. Would you say? I think he might have been driving too fast and too furious. I think so. Maybe a little <laughs> Tokyo Tokyo drift action in there. I think so. I think I. Did, you know what I decided to
1: do? What's that? In memory of his death. I decided to uh, have this put on the hood of my car I'm in memoriam of Paul Walker. Okay. And it's going to be him shirtless, like, just stretched out of my car with some, like, jeans with, like, some rips in him. I like where this is going. Just abs rippling. And then around him, he's going to have a halo over his head. And then in, like, cursive writing, it's going to say, it's going to say, too fast and too furious for this world.
0: For this world. Oh, my
1: God. Because he so was. He was. So I'm either gonna do that, or I'm gonna get just a
0: full back tat. Oh, of the same, the same image, of course. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, dude, that would be great. In memoriam. And then you could like maybe even put like a koi fish in there somewhere too, and then like some, uh, maybe like some Chinese symbols too somewhere. Yeah, definitely.
1: And then also like above him, there's gonna be a cloud. And Jesus is going to be behind it, like reaching down, or an angel or something.
0: And Jim Morrison and Abraham Lincoln. Jim Morrison and Abe Lincoln are going to be back there welcoming, <laughs> welcoming into their halls of, of greatness and legend. Uh, oh, that's great. So, yeah, another good one gone, Ty. Uh, Paul Walker is no more, and it's sad. It is.
1: He is. I kind of had a love hate relationship with that dude because I think I really hated him. Early on, because he kind of seemed like an idiot. Like, he seemed really stupid. I don't know, was it just me? Am I being mean? No, 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 not at all. He like seemed a, like, a, like a dumb, blonde jack type of guy. And I was like, how did you even get into movies? But actually, as he kind of progressed, I, I liked him more and more. Did you ever see his movie, uh, Running Scared?
0: No, I, there are a lot of Paul Walker films that kind of, I was, that just weren't on my radar exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was kind of an underground, um, not underground, it was just like an independent release that didn't have a big, like, release or anything. I don't even think it was in theaters, but it was really good. It's about, like, um, his son, I think his son and, uh, I forgot, like, his, okay, so, like, this crooked cop or something shoots somebody and then, like, discards the gun, but his son finds the gun and then it's like, son's friend shoots somebody else with it. And so it becomes this race against time between, like, gangs and Paul Walker and this cop to try to get that gun and get rid of it. It's actually an awesome movie.
0: Wow, that sounds pretty interesting.
1: It was. It was really good. It was one of the, It was one of the most exciting movies I'd seen in a while when I saw it. So check it out, Running Scared.
0: See, I kind of have, like, a... Not so. I mean, definitely not as much as I as I do with Paul Walker, but I have a similar thing with um, Ryan Gosling. Just to the, just because like I feel like when girls talk about him, it's like, oh come on, shut up already. You know, he's he's just got yeah. that thing where he's just like so attractive. It's just like it automatically just makes me like want to vomit when girls start talking about him. But he's yeah. a good actor, and he's and he's been making some really like smart choices for movies lately.
1: Dude, he's brilliant. He's got, a, like, a flawless choice for movies, just knows exactly what to do and what would be right. And you can tell he cares more about, like, making awesome movies and cool movies and interesting movies than just being popular. So, yeah, but I hear you. He's kind of, like, got the dumb, cute dude thing going on. Yeah.
0: Um. Ha- have you seen The Place Beyond the Pines? Did you ever get a chance to check out that movie?
1: Yeah, I just watched that like a month month ago or so, so. That
0: was a good watch. What did you think of it?
1: I thought it was really good. It was uh, it a it a lot different than what I expected it to be too. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good, and he was awesome too.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, it it was, it definitely had like that that type of like shocker right in the middle where it's it just took a different turn that you weren't expecting really. <laughs> yeah, it did I was like, oh really? Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, man, and it, it went on like a half hour too long. There's a point in the in a movie where I just start to kind of check out, but at the same time, all yeah. in all, it was a good movie. It was,
1: and hey, there's another guy uh, that I sort of, I actually kind of hate him, and I haven't gotten over it yet. Is uh, who's the who's the guy in that the the other main guy? Billy Brad.
0: Zane. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not Billy Zane. <laughs> um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley
1: Cooper. I don't like him, man.
0: No. I don't care for Bradley Cooper. He seems like the kind of guy that, like, if you bumped into him and you said, hey, just like, hi, like, I'm a big fan, he'd just be like, fuck off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what it is. Like, I...
1: And obviously, he's, he's like, I guess he's obviously a good actor. He's in... Some pretty sweet movies. I mean, Silver Linings Playbook was huge with, like, awards and stuff like that. It was one of the biggest, like, award-winning movies of last year or whatever. And Place Behind the Pines, and he was good in it. But for some reason, I just don't like the dude. I think it's because early on in his movies, he was, he played, like, the same, like, whenever I would see him, he was always the same guy. Which was just, like, the dude he plays in The Hangover and stuff. I was like,
0: this fucking guy again. Awesome. Well, I think didn't the, the I mean I'm sure the hangover really put him on the map, right?
1: I think it pretty much did. He's been around for I guess a while before that, but I don't know. Yeah, actually this past uh since I started my job here, which my job is I basically just sit in a room um for like 5 or 6 hours, so I watch a movie like every single day. Like, I, I watch a movie and read a ton of books, so I've been catching up on tons of
0: movies that I've never seen before that I feel like I should have seen before, so it's been good. Even with you just just sitting in a room, like, it just sounds like a boring thing, but it's still so much cooler because you're in Germany, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can't no, We can't let the listeners forget that, like, everything you do, you're doing it in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's in freaking Europe,
1: yeah. I keep having to tell myself that, but even then, like my favorite things to do are watch movies and like read books. So I'm getting paid basically to do that right now, and I've watched like 20 movies since I started the job. So it's a pretty sweet job, and I'm I'm really not complaining about it. So. Like I watch- Oh, okay, go ahead. I was going to say,
0: so you were you were saying that you got a chance to watch movies that you should have watched a while back. I was just curious as to what those movies were.
1: Yeah, I watched uh Barton Fink. That is a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. I loved it, yeah.
0: I don't know why I haven't seen more Coen Brothers movies, but... um, John Turturro and John Goodman, you can't go wrong with either, either of those two.
1: You can't. I love John Turturro and John Goodman, of course, but... So yeah, I've been catching up. I watched uh, Hitchcock finally. Okay. That was a, was
0: a that was a good movie.
1: Yeah. That was really good. Um, I don't know. Just random stuff. Rosemary's Baby. Which I hadn't ever seen fully.
0: And that's another movie too that just recently, Ty, I told myself, I need to sit down and watch that again because that's one of those movies that you just you know the premise kind of. And you feel like you've seen it before, yet you've never sat down and fully watched it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was me too, exactly. And I've seen like bits and pieces of it on TV or something, but I've never actually
0: fully watched it. It was really good. Yeah. I kind of have that same kind of relationship with Schindler's List and The Green Mile. I haven't seen, yep. haven't sat down and fully watched either of those two, but I got a pretty good idea of what's going on, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel really bad, because Schindler's List, um, I finally started watching that, like, a few months ago, like, right before I left to come here, and I got bored and turned it off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, this movie's fucking
1: boring. <laughs> I need to. I need to try it again. I might not have been in the mood or something. But eventually, I was just like, "All right, did I get it?"
0: <laughs> There's not enough Paul Walker in that movie. It's the problem.
1: There's really. I think every movie could use a little bit more Paul Walker. I think so too, man. There's probably gonna be a movement now that that uh, digitally puts him into every movie. Just computer CGI.
0: You think he's the new uh, CGI Tupac? He's gonna be the new
1: three D yeah, three D Tupac. He's gonna be the new one. So yeah. No. no, no. You
0: see you seen anything lately? Um sh- uh, fuck. Um I I had a couple movies that I watched lately, but I can't recall them right now. Um let, let me think about that for a second. Um I went back and, and well, one of the movies that I that I've always wanted to sit down and watch that I never got a chance to is uh, the Hustler with Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason. Yeah, that's kind of on my list actually. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, I uh, I just sat down and watched that maybe two weeks ago, and it, it's you know it holds up, dude. It's a great movie. Does it? Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's on my list. Uh, Midnight Cowboys on my list
0: yes uh, that was on my list uh, about a year ago whenever I watched it and it's it's a great mm-hmm. flick too is it?
1: yeah I finally watched um American Graffiti I don't know if you've seen that it's just about kids like it's George Lucas like one of his like first or second movie um and it's like richard Dryfus Dreyfus um what's his name richie Cunningham yeah, yeah. Oh, I forget his name
0: I forgot his name too. How did I forget his name? Yeah, Weird. I know.
1: He's a redhead. He's a bald redhead. Yeah. He's in it. Um, Harrison Ford. It's just like a bunch of kids driving around right after they graduate from high school. I think it was made in like 73 or something, but it's like the 50s. It was pretty cool. It was good.
0: Yeah, we're referring to Ron Howard, better known <laughs> as Clint Howard's older brother.
1: That's right. Better known as that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, man. Other than that, I mean, that's that's kind of what's what's been going on here. Um, I hear that speaking of uh, um, amazing authors, as of Lance Mannion, I hear that you you got to have a one on one with one of uh, both of our heroes.
1: Yeah, man, dude, it was the craziest thing. Um, yeah, Stephen King came to the army base that I work at. Um, I don't even remember how I found out about it. I think I just like. Was browsing online, like looking at Stephen King stuff, and I saw something about like a tour, a European tour he was doing. And then all of a sudden, it said Ramstein, which is the base that I work at. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And it was like no. two weeks away. Um. So yeah, like I was trying. I was. They they handed out tickets to our, to the whole base, like, and they were free. But it basically became like a um, friends of whoever or high ranking people or whatever. Um, so I just went, like, really, really early to wait in the line for people without tickets. And um, it just so happened that I was, like, so early that they just gave us tickets, like, extra tickets they have. So we moved over to the to the line for people with tickets, and we were, like, the fourth people in line in that line. So I was I ended up in, like, the second row oh of this. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a talk. He gave a talk, um, told some stories, and then he read from... His new book, um, is it Dr. Sleep?
0: Yeah, Dr. Sleep.
1: Um, and then he answered, like, some questions after that. Um, and it was, it was amazing, dude. What a, like, once-in-a-lifetime experience, man. I know, and I had to leave the States
0: to, for this to happen. Like, I left America, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you're gonna meet Stephen King. Wow, dude. Yeah, you should have told me ahead of time I would have mailed you my Stephen King Rules t-shirt. You could have wore that. Oh, that would have been so awesome. Yeah, I was so
1: bummed because I didn't – I brought like – well, actually, he didn't end up signing anything anyway, but I didn't bring like any Stephen King at all except like one book. But it was cool, man. He told some really cool stories about how he came up with uh, some of his books, Like, um, like It. He said he was walking across a bridge, like just walking into town or his car broke down or something. Him and Tabitha were driving, and the car broke down. So he was walking into town, um, and he was going over this bridge. And he was – I guess the way he thinks of stuff, of books, is just like this situation that I'm in, what would make it really fucked up or what would be the craziest thing that could happen right now? So um, he's walking across this bridge, and he's like, what could be under this bridge that would be really scary? And so he was thinking of like – ghost or like a troll and he was kind of thinking about a troll for a while but then he's like no I'm not really scared of that and he's like what's the scariest possible thing I can think of and then he's like oh clowns and so that's how he came up with it man and uh let's see what else he Cujo he said he was uh he was his bike his motorcycle way back in the day was was breaking down on him so we rode it out to this farmer way out in the country who um fixed like motorcycles and stuff and when he got there, he got off of his bike, and this huge uh, Saint Bernard comes out of the comes out of the house and is like growling at him. And then this farmer comes out, and he's like, "Oh, he won't bite you or anything." And then he makes the dog sit. And then as Stephen King like starts walking forward, the dog like lunges at him, um, and like growls at him furiously. And the and the farmer was said something like. Um, Say, oh he said like I guess he doesn't like you very much or something like that. Oh, and so shit. that's how it came up with Kujo was thinking like what if I was stuck in this farmhouse and this dog was outside and I couldn't get out or something.
0: I love I love hearing like where they got their ideas, like where awesome authors get their ideas for some of the most iconic stories ever written. Like did yeah. he did he say anything about Pet Cemetery?
1: Um No, he didn't say anything about Pet Cemetery, no. I think – I'm trying to remember which book he wrote, like, all in one go almost. said he was in, like, France, and um, he had an inspiration for a book. He just, like, couldn't sleep at all, like, because of the jet lag, and he had an inspiration for a book. And so he just went downstairs and found this random desk and just banged the entire book out. I feel – I can't remember exactly what it was.
0: I have, like, I so want to just name off every one of his books right now, but I feel like that would just be a little too much to do. Yeah. Might <laughs> be. Like, but I still yeah. want to do it. Dude, he was so cool, too. He was
1: hilarious. He was really funny and goofy, and he cussed a lot. Did he? Which is awesome, yeah. <laughs>
0: we're, two. We're like, two grown men, and we're, like, that still impresses us. for like, he, he cussed, dude. He was cool. <laughs> it was. That you was know? so he kept cussing <laughs> man it's a, it's always like impressive especially whenever you I, I want to be the guy one day where like everybody's afraid like because whenever Stephen King's around nobody wants to offend him you know he's he's like the guy you want to just like be on your best behavior but, mm. he, but then he kind of just like you know says fuck or something and it just kind of makes everybody more comfortable yeah it does exactly and everyone was like alright this guy's pretty cool
1: yeah he was super cool.
0: Did he talk about when he got hit by a car?
1: um he didn't know not to us he did He went to uh the u s o which is like an or like a non nonprofit organization that takes care of like soldiers and one thing they do is take care of like wounded soldiers and apparently he talked to them, which I don't know about it because cause it kind of mirrored their their own um, situation a lot of the time where he was like really injured and um i'm not sure what he talked about i think he read an excerpt from one of his from i think it was an on writing when he talked about it he wrote like a nonfiction on writing just like almost biographical about writing and how he does it so i think he read from that and it was the part about his accident but he didn't talk to us about it
0: what a cool dude a cool man! Dude. man that- that had to be like just such an amazing thing to sit there and listen to. It was,
1: dude. I I could not believe it. It's one of the most um, one of the most like geek out fangirl that I've ever felt. When he walked on stage, and I just I almost screamed out loud. <laughs> it was it was so awesome. I couldn't believe that I was
0: actually seeing Stephen
1: King in the flesh.
0: And I even love, the, like, the feeling of his movies. Like, they kind of have, like, a cheap, kind of low-budget feel to them, but I love how mm-hmm. everything is always in a in a small New England town, and, you know. Yeah, He's just, I love how, I love whenever something gets a style, where you can just watch five seconds of it and know what it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. He
1: has his own voice and his own mood that he brings to his stuff.
0: And... I went through the other day, and I watched the entire Golden Years miniseries. Have you ever watched that, Stephen King's no, Golden No, actually. Years? I haven't, no. Yeah, I, I geeked out on that, and uh, I mean, the entire thing is, it's probably like, I don't know, eight or nine hours, I would say. It's a miniseries, but you should check that out. You could probably get that on Amazon, like the DVD for, I think I got it for like 75 cents used. Like, I get it, you know, crazy cheap deals on Amazon. Yeah, I've never even heard of this man. Oh, the Golden Years, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like about this uh this janitor that works at a lab and he somehow gets um he gets like transformed into some superhuman, you know, and then all of a sudden the FBI's chasing him and he's on the run and, really? and plus yeah. the, the David Bowie song Golden Years is the theme song, so that's what's that's pretty tight.
1: Yeah, that's cool man, I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do love a Stephen King uh miniseries though. So. Yeah. I think uh, he had Storm of the Century that I watched a couple of years ago, which was pretty sweet.
0: And when when in the hell are they going to come out with uh, the Dark Tower series movies? I don't
1: know. He's he kind of talked about that actually. He says he's like kind of still in contact with Ron Howard on trying to develop it into something, um, and it keeps going from between like a movie to like an HBO miniseries, um, and that they've been in contact for the longest time, too, with, um, Javier Bardem to play, uh, Roland, which would be fucking sick. That would be so awesome.
0: Yeah, dude, I'd be psyched about that. And they got, like, eight movies there. There'd be, like, a whole other Harry Potter series. It's just, like, a money-making machine. Yeah, really?
1: Yeah. I kind of hope that they end up making it a, um... Like a miniseries, like an HBO miniseries, would be awesome. Because at this point, HBO is making better shit than even that even comes out in movies to begin with. So,
0: oh shit, I didn't even think about it like that. That would be pretty brilliant to just make, yeah, it, yeah like on HBO. Absolutely, just make, and it could be just two-hour movies. Even who cares? And I know that like some of the scenes, like in the in the the photography, would have to be insane. But I mean, it wouldn't be any any more insane than fucking. Uh, What's that show that they do? Um, What's that one show, Ty? Come on. Uh, (laughs) Fucking Game of Thrones. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, it wouldn't be any more, no, it wouldn't be any crazier. Maybe some more special effects,
0: but whatever. It would be totally worth it. Well, man, I say we think this over a little bit. I think we should take a break. Um, Again, this is the 50th episode, so we're going to... We're gonna do the uh the old school CSP and we're gonna we're gonna take a break here. It's about been a half hour. Take a little break into do that. Sounds pretty good. Yeah man, and uh we'll see what happens and then we will uh we will recoup and then mm-hmm. we will come back. Alright. Alright, no not C S P
2: Savvy consumers are lining up today to be the first to purchase Sony's brand new stupid piece of shit that doesn't do the goddamn thing it's fucking supposed to. On your News Network tech trends reporter Jeff Tate has more. Thanks, Brandon. It's being called the biggest fucking waste of your hard earned money to come along in years. Sony's new stupid box thing hit the shelves at crowded malls and overpriced electronic stores around yeah, the country yeah, today. It it's got
0: a whole bunch more memory and megapixels and whatnot than any of the other TV shit that
2: I already have. I can't wait to get home and spend my whole fucking night trying to figure the goddamn thing out. If you can somehow claw and bite your way through the impossible to open packaging, this stupid piece of shit offers a wide variety of frustrating as hell functions, including flashing random fucking words and numbers on its display screen, not coming with the fucking little doohickey thing it's supposed to, and being goddamned ass-backward as fuck. Sony spokesman Alan Compton said the company designed this sucking fucking goddamn, goddamn thing to make everyone in the modern home want to tear their fucking eyeballs out. We listened hard to what our customers said they wanted the most out of their own home entertainment system, and then we pumped out this impossible to use fucking piece of shit. Anyone mystified by the device's numerous extraneous features can scroll through the interactive help menu, a labyrinthine maze of indecipherable topics of use to fucking no one. We want people to be screaming in unison from houses across the country. Work, work, you cocksucking piece of shit. What is wrong with you? Why can't you work like a normal machine? With a $100 million nationwide campaign to plaster irritating-ass advertisements for the retarded hunk of garbage every single goddamn place you look, Sony is expecting it to become the next fucking gizmo you absolutely have to fucking own if you don't want to feel like a toothless hillbilly living in some hillbilly shack somewhere. I love bullshit like this. You know, I. Basically, I'll buy any goddamn thing that I see in an ad. The fucking piece of shit is available now. So run out and pick one up and invite all of your friends over to see if any of them can figure out this motherfucking time vampire. Unless one of them is a rocket scientist, Sony pretty much guarantees fucking they'll have no chance. For the Onion News Network, I'm Jeff Tate. Thanks, Jeff. Sony says they plan to release an upgraded 800 gigabyte version of this piece of shit by the end of the year, just when you figured out the goddamn remote control for this one. It never ends, this shit.
0: All right, Ty, we're back on CSP. Hey. Number 50. What's up? Number 50. Number 50. Segment 2. Number 50. 50. 50.2. Exactly. And, Ty, it's already December 3rd, if you can believe it. It is, man. It is. It's the end of 2013. And not only that, but I mean the holiday season. It's just, it's all coming so quickly. It is. You got all your presents, all your gifts bought? No, I don't even have one gift purchased yet. <laughs> that's what's yeah. so terrible about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What about you, yeah.
1: yeah, I actually got all mine done, but it's probably because I'm over here, so I knew I needed to get it done so I could send them out and stuff. Make sure they got there in time for Christmas. Otherwise, I'd be with you. I'd be scrambling about uh, December 20th,
0: just running around buying the shittiest gifts possible. I, yeah, after all the good gifts are already taken. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Exactly. Um, this, is, this is one of my other favorite times of year, besides all the madness. You know, I you never really stop and think about... This is the one time of year where people are just forcing... Forcing you to have a happy holiday, like everybody is just like, have a merry Christmas, you know, and they want to like wish, like they wish that you have a happy holiday. Yeah, it's true. What other what other time of
1: year could that is that ever except Christmas for the people to be like, hey, definitely have a good time, definitely be merry and jolly. I know this season.
0: It's like I was watching a, a movie. I think it was the Harold and Kumar Christmas movie, which actually wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It just looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I like I kind of like how Neil Patrick Harris is playing this role in the movie where he's playing a gay guy just so he can get, like, so much pussy. Like, that's his, that's his character <laughs> that he plays in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But he, he was doing, like, a Broadway-type um, sing along, and just everybody is screaming, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and it's just like, this is great, man, like, everybody wishes I have a Merry Christmas. It is, it's nice. It Wouldn't it be nice if the world were really like that, like,
1: around the clock, just all year?
0: Yeah, exactly. If everybody
1: was just like, hey, have a nice one.
0: Yeah, the rest of the time, everybody's just kind of like, hey, fuck you, buddy, I'm walking here. Yeah, really. As soon as
1: Christmas is over, it's, like, back to business as usual. Yeah. Everyone's for themselves
0: again. I know, and then it's weird how it just abruptly ends, too. Like, even with the uh, um, Happy New Year, you get that for a while, and then, like, at, like, January 18th, or sometimes even early February, people are still saying it, and then I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I, I get kind of negative. All of a sudden, it just kind of just ends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start
1: making my New Year's resolution list here. Yeah, dude. What do you do? Number, you have, one, any ideas? number one's gonna be uh Paul Walker tattoo.
0: <laughs>
1: with my Christmas money.
0: And then number two is gonna be the uh the airbrush hood decal. The airbrush hood decal. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I don't know if Germans know who Paul Walker is, but I'm gonna sport him anyway. Yeah. They'll they'll find out pretty damn quick. They will. They will. I'm gonna put an American flag backdropping it all too. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. These killers don't run. Mm
0: mm. Oh yeah. But yeah, man. It's uh, it's also I, I feel like a dick. How was your Thanksgiving, Ty? Oh yeah, it
1: was good, man. Um, just sat around and ate a whole lot. I mean, same. It's kind of weird over here because um, otherwise, like, it's not Thanksgiving for Germans. So, like, you'll go out or something, or the day before, you'll just be like, their grocery stores aren't being overrun, like like zombie hordes or something. Or I don't know. So, like, for Germans, it's just another day, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, there's enough Americans around here that y- you get your Thanksgiving fix, but otherwise Germans are just like, fuck, it, it's another day. We don't care.
0: It's got to be a little bit different over there.
1: Yeah, but it was
0: cool. I mean, we just hung out, ate a whole lot, same old stuff. How was yours? Uh, mine. Well, mine actually kind of sucked. It was uh, I had a I had a a shitty, uh, shitty Thanksgiving turkey meal at the hospital. Um, here at Barnes Jewish, and I don't know. I feel like I, I've been wanting to to get on. I haven't. We haven't done a show since the Halloween show. And yeah, that's right. I've been, been kind of yeah, dude. I've been kind of laying low, and I feel guilty <laughs> because there's been like some a bunch of action on on our Twitter, you know, people have been hitting us up and especially people like Constantine rain and Mr. Root beer and really cool people that are always like (laughs) helping us out and shit. And I haven't really been up to retweeting anything. I've been pretty much living under a rock and, um, I haven't really had a chance to tell very many people what's been going on, but, um, I've been spending a lot of, a lot of my time in the hospital lately and, my dad's dying of cancer right now, so it's been, yeah. been a pretty pretty rough couple of weeks, man. Yeah, that's brutal. Um so when when exactly because I think you said
1: that he had a stroke, right? Yep. And then that's what led you guys to figuring that out. So when did that happen exactly? Well the,
0: the stroke happened just like a week and a half ago, but um for the last this even goes back to summer he was he was coughing up some blood and he's the type of person that doesn't ever go to the hospital so we were we were trying to get him to go to the hospital and he's a really smart guy and he knew that he wasn't very healthy and he knew once he went to the hospital that was going to be it for him you know and uh we talked him into it turns out he had a lot of blood clots and um he just kept they would send him home and then he would like collapse and then go back to the hospital and finally um this this last go around he was at the hospital and he had a stroke and it's it's so weird like we could tell that something was wrong they they were bringing him in for a colonoscopy because he was on blood thinners and they could tell that he was losing blood but they didn't know where it was where he was losing it, it was internal um and then he was fine the night before. And then whenever we went in for the colonoscopy, they were trying to move him from his bed onto the stretcher to take him like down to another floor. And it was just like, all of a sudden he couldn't comprehend like directions. Like we would keep saying, you know, Hey dad, sit down here, you know, sit down put your feet this way and put your head this way. And he would just kind of like, look around like he, like we were speaking a different language. And, uh, we, uh, we asked the nurses like, "Well, is he on like some heavy pain meds or something right now?" And they said that he wasn't on any pain medication. So, a little bit later that day, we found out that he suffered a massive stroke. And it was a uh, it was like really hard, terrible news at the time. Um, but now that we're going further with it, I think that was like the best thing that could have happened because the day after the stroke, and he's like, he's like oblivious to things now. He's like really happy. He can recall fond memories, but it's wow. like he, he can't really focus on anything now. And then the the day after the stroke, we found out that he has cancer in his stomach and in his bones and in his spine and moving to his brain. And so, Jeez. so yeah, man, so that's been, that's been my life these last uh, couple weeks. It's been pretty shitty, but. Yeah, man, that is uh, that's completely brutal, man. I
1: can't even imagine going through that stuff. Um, I mean, I guess we eventually all do in some way,
0: but yeah, and I can't even. Imagine. We've talked about it before. I mean, that's pretty much. I think what dying of old age is is it's just you get cancer eventually. <laughs> or, I mean, yeah, right. We have talked about that. That it's
1: it's not like you uh, you just die of old age or something, your body is like, all right, well, it's time to go. It's like something happens. You get something, and that's what actually – yeah, so.
0: But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just – I'm so thankful that he's not just laying in this hospital bed being like, wow, this is it, you know, because like,
1: he, yeah.
0: he, he kind of just doesn't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And – the crazy thing about this is my my dad's little brother, you know Uncle Brian, who uh, mm-hmm. we played some of his ukulele music on the podcast. Um, yeah. He came, he came to the hospital from Jacksonville to visit dad, and he was telling us how he had this dream about, about grandma, about dad's mom. And this was before any of this happened. He had a dream that grandma came to him and said something like, there's going to be some, some things happening here, and it's going to get really bad, but I want you to know everything's going to be okay. Whoa. And it didn't make sense at first, but I think, you know, with this stroke, right before he found out that his cancer was moving so rapidly, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It, it seems like it's, it was the, the biggest blessing we could have gotten.
1: Yeah. I mean, if – yeah, he's – I mean, he's lucid, right? And he's – you said he's able to recall – like, fond memories and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. He's,
0: he's like, it's like talking to a kid, though, you know, like, I feel like I could be like, hey, dad, like, look what I got, you know, Mm -hmm. and he would be, like, kind of happy about it, but, and my dad was always kind of like a crabby old man, and it's just like that part of his brain is just gone now, like, he's just happy, Mm -hmm. and. He he used to be the type of person that didn't want to see anybody, you know, like everybody would be kind of on, on edge whenever they would come by because they didn't know what he would say, but now mm-hmm. it's like he just, he, he wants to see everybody and, I don't know, it's, it's yeah. been, it's been kind of cool, like if that's the last couple days we get to spend with him, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy that that's how it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, yeah, that is kind of a blessing. Yeah. It is. And I think um, I've kind of thought about that before, like with uh, with my my grandma who passed away last uh, last year, like last November. Um, And kind of we were thinking as she was like going downhill, it was the same thing where she had um, dementia, where it's almost like your body has some kind of natural. Like it has it gave her dementia or something, so that she wouldn't really have to deal with dying. Um, and so as she, and it's the same thing actually with my my other grandma right now. She's got dementia, um, and it just kind of takes away all of your I don't know your your capacity for having to deal with what's happening at this moment. So it's almost like it's set up for that or something or something's.
0: Like I it's mean. Meant- that, that makes sense. Like, I've never really thought of it that way, that, like, the body would be set up like that. But the body is set up to go through a lot of things. It's like the way that we we sweat whenever we're really hot. You know, we try mm-hmm. to cool ourselves off or, you know, yes. that, that type. You know, maybe maybe it is like that. Whenever we get to a certain point, if we don't die in a fiery car accident like Paul Walker, <laughs> you know, like our, yeah. we our bodies try to fend off, well, this is the end, so let's try to make it as easy as possible
1: yeah really. And or even when you're when you're in so much pain that you go into shock, it's like your body saying like we can't deal with this shit, so we're gonna shut you down for a bit. you know, Crazy shit, man. yeah, but I mean it's it's kind of strange too that uh like with someone dying like that, it's just harder on the people around him almost than than it is on that actual person. Whether they're like lucid and they know what's going on or not, it's like the hardest part is the people having to deal with it and the other people, so
0: yeah, because he doesn't seem like he's he's in too bad a shape i mean he's he sleeps mm-hmm. most of the day, and we recently found out like this is really how bad his cancer has gotten all of a sudden. one of his ribs broke just from the cancer, like the cancer like ate through his rib and it broke. Shh. So, you know, he's, he's been on pain medicine, but I just can't imagine laying there and being fully conscious and just knowing that it's going to be over soon, you know, like, well, yeah. and then it makes me start to wonder, like, wow, like this, this is a real thing, you know, and, and what happens at the end? Like, what do you experience? Yeah, really. Hmm. Did you ever listen to, um... Duncan Trussell's podcast with his mom? No, I didn't. I remember you telling me about that.
1: Yeah. So if, I I don't know if I talked about him on the podcast, but just in case people don't know, Duncan Trussell doesn't, he has an awesome podcast, um, Duncan Trussell Family Hour, and his mom got cancer, um, I think it was early this year, um, or she's, she's been battling it for a while, but it finally got to the stages where it was becoming final, and they realized, like, that she was going to die from it. Um, and so there's a couple of podcasts. One is way before when she's really dealing with it. And then the other one is, I think it was only like a month or two before she died when they pretty much knew that she was going to die from it. Um, yeah, I would give it a listen, man. It was really uh, it was really reassuring to listen to what she had to say because she's completely lucid and she knows what's going on, obviously. Um, and just talking about her experience with... You know, basically what it's like to be dying.
0: Yeah. I'll have to check that out then. That sounds uh, really interesting. And I've always wanted to have a podcast with my dad because he's such a smart man and he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he he talks about such interesting shit. And I feel like, you know, I've I've missed the boat definitely. I mean, he can still talk about things and he's still, like, fucking sharp. Like, he still comes up with some – he's such a funny guy and he's still sharp about everything, but he's just – You can just tell that he's not all there, you know, Mm -hmm. but anyways, this, this leads me into this, this other story that I just went through, um, just the other day and it just added so much more stress to everything because I'm up at the hospital every day. I'm practically living up there now and I'm watching him suffer and, you know, he looks over at me and his his cell phone got ruined. I guess it, it was laying in water, you know, and he just had a shitty little cell phone and it, it got ruined. It wouldn't turn on anymore. So he looked over at me and he grabbed – he, like, held my hand and he told me, like, he want, he wanted me to get him a new cell phone. Like, he wanted, he wanted to put me in charge of that. And he's at the point where he can't even use his cell phone. He doesn't know, you know, how to work it. Yeah. He, he liked talking on it when somebody would dial a number and put it up to his ear but he can't use it himself. So I was like, you know, well, son of a bitch, I'm going to get I'm going to get him a cell phone. You know, I'm going to get him a cell phone and I'm going to get it set up and I'm going to give it to him and he's going to have it and it's going to be for me, you know, like if this is his if this is his wish for me to get him a cell phone, lord knows he's bought me enough shit in my life. I'm going to get this dude a cell phone. Yeah. So I get on Amazon and I'm, I'm looking for something because you can't go on Verizon and everything is like a hundred dollars and it's a smartphone. And he doesn't want any of that shit. He said that he wanted a razor because that was like his favorite type of phone. <laughs> and he's like, do you think you could get me a razor? And I'm like, I think I could probably pull that off. Probably do that. It's <laughs> classic taste. I like it. All right, exactly. So I get on Amazon and I see a used razor for twenty dollars and it's like a step up from his. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Twenty bucks. Um, I'll have it shipped. I can even expedite the shit cause it's only $20. I can spend an extra <laughs> 10 bucks, you know, and get it to him immediately. So I, 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 purchased it on Amazon and, you know, my mom's been staying with me since I live so close to Barnes Jewish hospital and a couple days go by and she's like, I thought you had that expedited. Like, why is it taking four days to get here? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. That's a, that's a pretty good question. I'm going to check it out. So I looked at it and apparently it got delivered two days prior. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, well, what the fuck, man, what's going on here? So I look into it. I call the post office. We talk to the mail carrier and she says that she is a hundred percent positive that she left it on my doorstep. So yeah. So at this point I'm like, okay, well fucking somebody in the apartment building stole this package off of my doorstep. Um, so I'm, I'm just like, so pissed off because this meant, I don't even think I have enough time to go through the process of ordering another phone. Mm. And, uh, I go to every door in my apartment and I'm knocking on asking, I I don't want to put the blame on anybody because, you know, I don't know who did it, but I go up and I'm talking to everybody and there's this family that lives up upstairs. And, uh, I knocked on the door and it was this little girl and I just kind of told her what had happened. Um, fucking no more than two minutes later, This dude comes knocking on my door, Levitris, Levitris from upstairs. Um, Levitris. Levitris, yeah. (laughs) And he comes down, he tells me this whole big story about, man, I saw the pizza man the other day. He was walking up and he was delivering a pizza and I saw him take a package. I saw him get in his car, man. And I was like, really? That's kind of strange. Do you remember the pizza company? See, that's the thing, dude. I don't really remember the pizza company at all, you know, and. So at this point in my mind, he's telling me this whole fucked up story. And I'm thinking, this is the dude that stole my phone. I know it is. Mm -hmm. And I just just start, like, trying to, you know, outwit him. So I'm just like, you know, that's fine. You know, this is actually from my dad. He's dying of cancer. He's not going to get to use the phone. This was just kind of the last thing I wanted to do for him. And... To be honest with you, I really wish I would have got to see the look on the no good jackass asshole's face when he opened up this box to see that it was it was just like a fucking twenty dollar phone. It was the cheapest phone I could find. I mm-hmm. wish I I wish I could have seen the look on the dumb fuck's face. What an idiot. And he's standing right there, you know, and he's like, Yeah, man, you know. And uh I told him, you know, it's cool, I'm gonna file a police report. And since you saw so much of the action with the pizza guy, I'll have the cop come up and talk to you if that's cool. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, Oh, uh, you know, that'll be fine. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not even that worried about it because as soon as I turn on the phone, I'm going to be able to track it. I have the serial number and you know, technology, right? Technology. (laughs) So we'll be able to find out exactly where this fucking phone from 2001 is as soon as it gets turned on. And, uh, I kind of just wish that whoever stole it would just put it back on my doorstep so I wouldn't have to go through the whole police thing. Wink, wink. And then, anyways, we said goodbye or whatever. And then uh, later that night I was staying up really late watching TV. It was like 3 in the morning and – I'm on the couch, and Shecky starts, like, perking up and kind of, like, huffing and puffing. Like, he could tell something was going on outside the door. I didn't think twice about going to the door. I just told him to shut up, like you would any time a dog is barking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, a couple hours later, I go to let Shecky out, and sure enough, there are the boxes on my doorstep. Wow. No, No package, like, no fucking mail package. It's just the box from the phone. All sifted through, just laying there. Jeez. But... So that... Clearly it was Levitrius. Oh, it had to have been, dude. I just wish that I would have... Whenever Shecky was giving me this warning, I wish I would have gone to the door and saw him set it down. Yeah, really. So I could have just been like, do not ever touch any more of my mail, or I'm going to fucking, you know, call the cops on you. God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so... Did you handle that like a like a man? Did I? Yeah, he did. I was well done with oh with the whole you know technology and fucking you know. We'll have the cop come up and talk to you, buddy. It also helps that he's an idiot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. And I want. I knew. I kind of had a feeling, so I wanted to. I wanted to sit there and trash him right to his face and just see if he gets upset. So I was just like, "What a dumb shit asshole cocksucker!" You know. As soon as he opened <laughs> the package and. But, yeah, I was happy that I was able to get the phone to Dad. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, so, nonetheless, I, I now have a sign outside my door talking to the mail carrier. Any package must be left with the front office because there are people in this building that cannot be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, yeah. Huh. Huh. So, yeah, man, I didn't mean to bring the show to a grinding halt there, but I felt like I had a lot to clear up. There's a lot, you know. You yeah, don't.
1: man, that's fine. I mean, all fun and games and jokes and shit, but reality is we're living in the real world, you know. Yep. Real stuff's going on.
0: And, you know, anybody out there that that has been affected by by anything like that, I mean, it's nice to know that, we're not just like fucking figureheads, you know, that are reading off a teleprompter. It's nice to know that we're real people. Like I've been going to I've actually started seeing a psychiatrist now and to just yeah. to talk about things and they put me on ProZac because I was going through a, a terrible depression and you know, it's just it's nice to know that if anybody out there, you know, wants to talk about anything, it's cool to know that, you know, we're normal people. You know, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, man, this is this is cool. I'm, I'm glad that we decided to do this for the 50th episode because I haven't talked to a lot of people lately, and it's always good catching up with an old friend and uh, doing something we love like the CSP. It
1: is, man. It's good. It's been a while, too, so just letting the world know we're still alive
0: here. Yep. And again... Um, you know, apologies to to any any of our uh, followers on Twitter that have been trying to reach out to us because I know there there are several very cool people that uh, really support us on Twitter and haven't been haven't been rec- or haven't been uh, reciprocating what they've been throwing towards us. But I just haven't had the the willpower to even get on there. So yeah, I hear you, man. But yeah, dude. So. Well, wow. after that what do you think? You should we take another break? I think it might be time for a break, yeah. I think it might be. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break and I'm gonna I'm gonna take some funny pills and we'll we'll get all happy and uh <laughs> we'll we'll do this third segment right. It'll be right, it'll be an old fashioned third segment. There we go.
1: On CSP. Scene. She wears a smile brush three-way screen cleaner breath, cleaner taste, cleaner Three ways Clean her breath, clean her face, clean her teeth Three-way clean,
2: is Colgate clean When handsome Harry joins the session He makes a real cool three-way impression Clean her breath, cleaner her cleaner face, clean her teeth Three-way clean, is Colgate clean in your mouth, trouble can start with craft food particles that attract decay bacteria, producing decay acids. Colgate with activated Gardol foams as you brush, helps foam away food, decay bacteria, and decay acids. Regular Colgate brushing for most people instantly helps stop bad breath that starts in the mouth. I have the Colgate girl and boy. Brush three ways clean to both enjoy. Cleaner breath, cleaner taste,
0: cleaner teeth. three ways clean. clean, 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 clean. It's clean. Is Colgate clean. Help fight decay. Just Clean All right, Ty. Well, hey, man, we're back for more. Back for more, buddy. Yeah, segment back thir- for thirds. Seconds just weren't enough for me, dude. No, no. Needed to have th- thirds, for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, this is, uh, well, this is our super special 50th episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should tell people that you can reach us on Twitter at Ty and Rocky K. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and the, uh, what do we
1: have a Facebook? Let's see if I can possibly get this right. Facebook dot com backslash
0: complete sentences podcast podcast. That's it. Yeah, and Did you, I get you, it? you get it. You got yes, and you get that mixed up with our website, which is WordPress complete sentences pod dot wordpress dot com.
1: Yeah, we really messed up on that part. I can't keep them
0: straight. Yeah, that's but right. uh, you know what? Well, we got a lot of big things here that we're working on. Um, we're working on getting getting the uh, creator of the Rocket Fire Explosion on the podcast. I've been I've been uh, sending messages back and forth to him. Nice, um, man. that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would like to get just the complete sentences pod URL like dot com, and that's it. mm Hmm. And then, whenever I get a little bit of money, I would like to make, like, some, uh, get, like, some bracelets, like, some fucking Lance Armstrong bracelets printed up, and, uh, just maybe sell those to a couple, uh, really solid ambassadors of the future. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. Then,
0: just the nice, time we
1: get some merch
0: rolling. I know, be like, just, like, a nice little tchotchke, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Well, as we talked about in the second episode, like, how, how shitty life's been, I've... I don't know about you, but I, I always need something to, like, cope with. And I feel like whenever something is going terribly wrong, I obsess over something that makes me feel good. Yeah. I just obsess over something. So the thing that I've been obsessing about any free time I get is I have just been engulfing myself in as much new music as humanly possible. Nice. That's always good, man. Yeah. I've been running wild with it, dude,
1: Yeah, what are you getting into?
0: Um, A lot of stuff that I I knew about, but, like, a lot of rarities and a lot of just, like, I want to get, like, entire collections and, you know, I've, like, I I checked out, like, a lot of, like, um, cool, like, girl music, like the Vivian Girls and uh, Best Coast. Um, Yeah, I haven't heard Vivian Girls. I've heard, I like Best Coast, though. Yeah. I definitely like Best Coast and uh dumb dumb girls as well they're they're pretty mm-hmm. sweet um i i found this this album by uh a guy named Kevin Morby and mm-hmm. you might know him from he was in a band called Woods
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah and uh he was also in a band with uh Cassie from the Vivian Girls and they were called the Babies um mm-hmm. but he he's got this uh this album and let me see what the name of the album is um i actually wrote a review on it but it's uh the the album is called harlem river and apparently uh this dude it's his first solo album and he's i think he's living in california but he wrote this album about whenever he was living in um new york Mm -hmm. and it's just a really chill kind of like lo-fi um lo-fi sort of uh Almost folky, but but kind of grunge, like garage rock at the same time. Yeah, kind of like a Ty Siegel type. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I, I got I I fucking love this album so much. In fact, the review I wrote was, I tried to tell myself I wasn't gonna tell a bunch of people about it because I wanted to keep this album to like to myself, like have this be like my secret mm-hmm. album. <laughs> but
1: yeah, I totally understand that, Yeah, but it's so great though.
0: Really, you know? have to check that out. Um. Yeah, I really like woods, so any uh new music you've been checking out, Ty? Not
1: as much as I would hope. Like I don't know, for some reason coming over when I came over here, I just like haven't really looked up much new music at all mm-hmm. to begin with. Um my buddy just posted um a song on, on my Facebook by uh, Minor Alps, which mm-hmm. is um yeah, the lead guy from uh from Nada Surf. And then Juliana Hatfield. Um, it's really good. I dig it, for sure. So That's just a- that, that old, uh, just that rock sound not too far off from Not A Surf. So I
0: dig it. I've been getting into um, some of the bands that um, kind of broke out from Animal Collective that you would probably yeah. really be into. Like, That's uh,
1: so funny that you mentioned that, but go ahead, yeah.
0: Yeah, like... Uh, I guess, Avitar, is that, is, I guess, is that how yeah, you pronounce I think it's a- it? Yeah, I think it's Avitar. Avitar? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a play on words.
1: Oh, yeah. It could be, actually. I've never actually, that's just how I pronounce it, so it very well could be.
0: And Lotus Plaza as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome, man. Yeah, there's, a Animal Collective has a pretty awesome range around them of music, um, Baby Terror is awesome. Yeah, Panda Bear uh, is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to mention. Um, I just stumbled onto these guys. It's Noble Savage, um, and they're re- they're some new guys. I don't even know if they they have like an actual like commercial release yet. But I found them on uh, Bandcamp.com. It's Noble Savage, and they sound a lot like. Uh, young
0: fresh animal collective so I'll have to remember them out to check them out mm-hmm. um, somebody else that, that you should check out too is you're familiar with Tim and Eric awesome show great yeah. job um yeah. well Tim Heidecker has a uh, a musical group that he does and it's called Heidecker and wood and it's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a duo and um I mean obviously you listen to it and it's kind of silly and like you're expecting to laugh but Mm-hmm. it's really good music like it's like 70s soft rock kind of just silly melodic um you know like kind of bob denver-esque you know like yeah, yeah yeah we're going skiing like kind of just like weird songs but it's really great music man hey sounds good to me yeah yeah i'll check that out for sure and then i've even i've i have even i i did not think i could go any deeper with the flaming lips but <laughs> yeah, really, I, I had found um a couple of, of things that I, that I never checked out before, like the outtakes to um, um uh, the soft bulletin. Mm-hmm. And also, I, dude, I fucking love the flaming lips so much and not even so much for their music anymore, because a lot of their newer music, I don't even really dig that much anymore. So it's kind of shitty.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: it's just, like, so, like, electronic and just, like, it's just weird for the sake of being weird. Yeah. But the way that they that they put their shit out is just, it's, it's just so awesome. Like, for Valentine's Day, they released this chocolate human heart that had, like, raspberry filling. And then mm. you, you fucking eat this human heart, and then it's got a USB drive in it that's got um, a compilation of, like... Valentine's Day Flaming Lip Songs.
1: Dude, that's totally awesome.
0: Yeah. And then I also was able to download this ultra-rare fucking... Uh, in fact, they, they limited this. It was They only released 13 of these, and it was a human skull. Like, you were familiar with the gummy skulls that they released? Yeah, this yeah. This was a fucking actual human skull that... That they put um they put a drive inside the brain and then they covered it with like melted metal so that it looks like it's got like a shiny melted hairpiece, and you <laughs> plug this fucking skull into your computer, and it has a 24 hour song. What? Yeah, they they apparently live streamed this 24 hour song like two Halloween's ago, mm-hmm. and um it's it's a straight 24 hour live performance. That's amazing, amazing. dude.
1: But yeah, so yeah, that would be awesome to be to get to that point where you can just be like, you know what I'm going to do. You know how we're going to release this. We're going to put this USB, we're going to tie it to balloons and just let them into the air. Yes. Just tell people to look out for them.
0: I know I love that shit. Like uh how Jack White did that with his with his uh, record label. He he put like he set, like 100 like 45 LPs up in the air. And uh, he just put a little card, and like, if you find this, please uh, tell us where you found it on our website. Oh, really? Is that what he did? Yeah, because
1: I just made my scenario up. So that's look awesome. At, that look at you, know. you, dude! What the fucking ideas?
0: Yeah, I wasn't thinking a jack way. That's awesome. But yeah, man. So so much music. I think I I I've gone through, and uh, i I've, I've been spending a ton of dough. I downloaded the entire. Um, Paul Simon discography. Every fucking Paul Simon album ever. Yeah. That's cool. That's funny because I was just listening to uh, me and Julio down by the
1: schoolyard today. Yes. So, yeah, that's cool. I haven't really heard enough Paul Simon, though. I've really only heard, like, the hits. So, I need to get into them a little bit more.
0: That's what I was thinking, too. That's why I had to go through and get everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> because I'm fucking obsessive compulsive about music and I can't just have one thing. I have to have everything they've done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to go
1: on a big tear of, uh, just downloading shit. It's gotta be done. But I know, uh, what was it, a few months ago, Nick Cave came out with a new one, which was pretty good, actually. Um, I mean, he's kind of weird and, like, I don't know, he's kind of out there, but uh, if you just like weird, strange music that you could listen to in a dark room, then uh, you probably like Nick Cave.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, Wooden Ships actually just came out with their new album, too. Um, I think it's called Back to Land, and I'm not sure if you've been a fan of them. They're just like like hard psychedelic rock, but this one is kind of like their, uh, their kind of quiet, more melodic album. It's pretty sweet. Is
1: it? Yeah, I've only heard a couple songs, and I don't even remember them from them so I'll have to check that out definitely
0: but yeah man music
1: music I love it you've been to any shows
0: or anything in the last forever (laughs) no dude my last show was Black Moth Super Rainbow yeah I haven't haven't gone out and done anything really that fun yeah that's true what about you? I mean, besides the Stephen King thing, have you been to any German rock shows? No, man. Um, it's just
1: not a whole lot that gets over here, especially around me. And everything that it does is um, is like a few hours away in like the major cities. Like where I am, it isn't is it isn't like a tiny city or anything. And there's actually a pretty cool, um, pretty cool little venue right down the hill from me. I could walk there if I wanted to. But everyone that goes there is like all German basically German bands, which no offense any, any Germans that are listening, but it's pretty bad <laughs> German music is pretty rough,
0: yeah, I could see that man I could see it's not quite the same
1: but yeah'm I'm, I'm keeping my eyes out and I'm willing to make the journey for uh for anything that might be worth it, so hopefully something shows up.
0: Yeah man if you ever come back into town um I mean I'm ta- I'm going to I'll have an entire humongous music library and it's 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 almost like I wish that somebody could could appreciate it with me you know because I'm just I'm compiling all this fucking music and it's perfect and I got like the the liner notes and I got the the years and the album artwork and I yeah. want to share it with somebody
1: <laughs> Yeah tell me this is this is where I've become, at least, I don't know if you'll join me, this is where I've become, like, a total music douche, and actually movies, too, where, like, I've amassed, like, exactly what you were saying, this, like, library of awesome music that I love, that I think is amazing, and I think, like, reaches deep into the heart of, like, what music really is. And then everybody who, like, every just random lay person who sees it is just like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yes! is there somebody out there who, like, understands this shit, who knows that I'm, like, listening to amazing shit right now. But instead everyone's just like, I've never heard of that.
0: It's It's a story of my life, dude. It's a lonely feeling, man. And isn't it so strange that, like, people like that were so passionate about the music that we want to talk about it, but nobody wants to talk about it because it's just, like, that's, like, weird shit. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, right?
1: Like, if I want to talk about movies with somebody, I'm going to have to talk about, like, Catching Fire or some shit. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to talk
0: to, talk to them, uh, you know, about Barton Fink, you know? Yeah. And And even, even things that are, like, old news now to us that, like, it's still, like, super cool, but it's, like, you know, played out. I can't even talk to people about, like, Neutral Milk Hotel because they're, like... Like, what That's what? What are they called? Like, and then they start laughing. It's like, fucking, yeah. like, it's. I know it's kind of a silly name, but maybe that's what's so cool about it. Like, they don't need to have a fucking name like the Gods of Thunder. No, right? And
1: really, all they have to do for that not to be a silly name is to be really popular and famous, and then everyone's going to be like, yeah, I love Nutramilk Hotel. Yeah. But just because nobody's heard of them, they're like,
0: that's a weird name. Yeah, like, fucking, like, yeah. Panic at the Disco. Yeah,
1: fuck that shit. That's, <laughs> name, Panic at the Disco. That's actually kind of a cool name. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just like all these bands have stupid names. It's just because you haven't heard of this band that you think it's stupid.
0: I know, and I can't have a serious conversation with somebody about Ween or the Butthole Surfers, like, ever in my life. (laughs) Yeah. No, but...
1: That's such a punk move for the butthole surfers to choose the name the butthole surfers. It's oh. uh, just not give a shit. They're just like, yeah, we're the butthole surfers. I think when you choose that name, you know that you're never gonna be like huge or whatever, and you're like, fuck it, I'm okay with that.
0: Or like bands that have names like the fags, or
1: you mm-hmm, know, exactly,
0: like, or even fucked up. Like if you ever listen to them, it's like you yep. cannot get commercial success with a name like that.
1: No, no, not
0: at all. Or, uh, there's this
1: band Starfucker, which is really good. They're, like, really chilled out. You might might even like some of their stuff. It's kind of, uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow-ish, just electronic. Um, but yeah, you choose a name like that, and it's like getting a tattoo on your face or something, or getting knuckle tattoos, just saying, like, fuck society, I'm not gonna be a part of this game.
0: And yeah, dude, in a way, like that's such a cool move. Like I would like to have I would like to start a band and just give it like a like a such a douchey name just to say like names aren't even that important, you know? But I would just get labeled as like I would get lumped in with some douchey fucking genre. <laughs> you would. You know yeah. what I mean? And so
1: that way only the coolest people will be like will know that you exist or know that you're awesome.
0: There are okay. I'm sure that you've you've probably pondered having like a band and like what, what you would call it, you know. Yeah. And I'm still like I I still have this this vision. I have a lot of music I've written. I still have this vision of putting out a solo album and and playing like little little places around St. Louis. There are three names that I'm kind of bouncing between here.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: And I will go in order of oldest to newest. Um. The first one is Crumbleface. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I've always thought that was kind of a sweet name. Um, Yeah, I think when I
1: think of that, I think of, uh, like, metal. Do you? I'm sure it won't be metal, but I think of my face crumbling because the riffs are so hard.
0: That's a good point, yeah. Um, No, it wouldn't be metal, but um, the second one I've, I've pondered was Eight Foot Cabbage. Nice. I like that, yeah. And I think that would be a pretty cool name. And yeah. then this newest one came to me about two weeks ago, and I think it's kind of sweet, and uh, it's Old Baby. Old Baby? <laughs> yeah. Because <Nice. laughs> I think I use the term, like, man, like like an old baby. It's like, what the fuck is an old baby? That's hilarious. I just
1: imagined you as, like, some kind of rapper oh.
0: with, like gold, with, like, gold teeth. Some white rapper. <laughs> Old Baby, yo. Old Baby. That is a fucking rapper name, man. That's what I imagined right there. Man, you've crushed all of my names. I'm going to just have to go <laughs> by my, my given name now. No, it just makes it better, because it'll be that more that much more on the fringe, man. Maybe you're right. hmm Old Baby. So which one would you go with out of those three, if you were having to name yourself? Ooh.
1: Let's see. I think it would be between uh, Crumbleface and Old Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd go with Crumbleface, actually, man. I just like the way it sounds. It actually feels nice to
0: say it. Like, feels good off of the tongue. Yeah, that is, that's a pretty cool one. Crumbleface. I know, that's why that's been in the top three, man. I can't let it go. Yeah. I, I remember, think. I remember you came up with a good one one time I thought was fucking sweet. It was like at work, and you said that you wanted to have a band called Jim Morrison's Dick.
1: Dude, I was totally gonna bring that up. That's the only <laughs> band name I've ever ever thought of that I was just like, yeah, that would be it. Um Jim Morrison's dick, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's pretty oh, sweet, man. dude. I just wanna start a band just so I can use the name. Man. That's 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 one of those cool names like the shitty beatles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean. Oh,
1: that'd be great. I would go see a band called Jim Morrison's Dick in a heartbeat. Oh,
0: I would, too. I wouldn't even have to, like, sample any of their music on iTunes. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Well, Ty, I guess guess that's what's happening, man. We've kind of – well, actually, you know what? Man, before we go, I do want to talk about these fucking Amazon drones. (laughs) That's right. We're going to forget Amazon drones, aren't we? How could we (laughs) forget that? (laughs) There's always one subject that we're
1: like, yeah, we're going to talk about that, and then we forget, like, the entire hour and a half. Just totally forget it.
0: We end up talking about Jim Morrison's dick and honeycomb cereal. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> not about the actual, like, current events and news that are ha- affecting the world today.
0: Who knew that we were going to spend, like, five minutes talking about stofers? No. You didn't know it, did you? That's what's great about this show, buddy. You're right, man. That's the essence of CSP.
1: It is. It's precisely what people listen to us for.
0: All right, but anyways, these Amazon drones, this is a real thing, Ty. Yeah, I guess. I
1: mean, I've only really seen headlines, so I haven't looked too much into it. Um, But I don't know what is it. They're going to deliver your packages by, like, some sort of,
0: like, flying...
1: Yeah, vehicle
0: or something, or and I'm sure that I mean I'm sure that like that's that's become like one of the buzzwords of 2013 is drone. But um, really, what it looks like is it, it almost looks like a small toy helicopter that can they they said that it can deliver um, objects between five to ten pounds, which makes up like eighty percent of products bought on Amazon. So yeah. and and basically, you'll purchase it on Amazon. And this fucking little helicopter will fly it to your home within a half an hour.
1: Holy cow. Yeah, that's that's insane. I can't imagine that that's going to be cost effective.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I don't know how expensive a drone is. It sounds expensive to me. Yeah. But... I don't yeah, know. that's... Hmm.
1: I guess that's the future, though, dude. If you think about it, just, like, that makes sense to to be in the future and to see, like, packages of shit just being dropped off by these little flying vehicles. Like, that sounds basically like something that would be very much happening in the future. Just your groceries. Just some sort of little craft, like, flies in your groceries, and you're like, oh, here they are. That makes total sense, I guess.
0: Yeah, and... There are just two things that that kind of strike me about this. Number one, I I wonder if this is maybe, like, America's way of trying to make us feel friendly about drones. Yeah. Like, drones are nothing to even worry about. They're those cute little things that that bring me DVDs and pajama pants from Amazon. Yeah, right? Hey, drones. No big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it could very well be that, right? That's funny because I have such, like, a... uh, like, when I hear drones, I like, I hate the idea, or the way we use drones in the Middle East, like, I can't stand it. It's one of my most, like, passionate things that I'm against. So when I hear that, about, when I hear the word drone, that's what I think of. But then when I'm like, oh, an Amazon drone, I'll be like, that'd be fucking awesome if I could just, like, order something and get it, like, half an hour later, just flown into my lap. Oh, shit. But, then I, but then, yeah, if it's, I don't know, I feel like
0: I should just naturally be against it. And another thing that, that I, I think is completely ridiculous, and if I was the CEO of Amazon, this is this – is, these are my two cents here, but why call it a drone? I would have kept that phrase so far away from this idea. Really? Um, and in fact, I mean, it's totally plausible that you could have like, like a type of a toy helicopter that's like you know, more, more efficient and heavy-duty – that has mm-hmm. a GPS so you could just type in the address and send it on its way. Yeah. Why would you
1: even relate this to a drone? To call it a drone to begin with. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Bad move, Amazon.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. But hey, maybe they wanted the press that's coming with it because it's pretty much blown up.
0: You're right. It's a, it's a buzzword of, of 2013. Yeah,
1: it is. It
0: is bad press is good
1: press. Any press is good press. Damn straight. So, I want I want a job
0: flying a drone, is what I want to do. <laughs> I'm already wanting a job flying the thing, so. Yeah, I earlier guess. today you hated them, and now today you want a job, you want to work closely with them. Yeah,
1: hey, as long as I'm dropping off gifts and not bombs, <laughs> then I'm okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, so there's a lot to look forward to, Ty, in our lifetime. It's going to get fucking crazier from here.
1: It is. I don't. I don't think we really realize it. I found this really cool. Um, this really this guy on YouTube who makes a video called like this week or this month in science or something. Let me find it real quick. All right. Um, and he basically just all the shit that goes on that we don't um, that we don't realize is going on. These scientific breakthroughs um, that we. I don't know. For some reason. For some reason, we don't think about all the stuff that's actually going on, the scientific advancements that are, like, actually it's actually the future that we imagined when we were kids or when we were younger, movies in the 50s. Like, it's actually happening now. I can't find it, but um, I'll find it eventually. But, yeah, there's some incredible stuff. They're talking about um, – or I just watched a, uh, a story about a guy who printed out on a 3D printer, he printed out, a uh, like – a bionic hand for his kid. Basically, some guy made the blueprints for it, um, and all you needed was like a little bit of like soldering knowledge or something, um, and you could print out this bionic hand. So we printed out a hand for his kid that like actually works, like using the muscles in his hand, so he can pick up stuff. Obviously, it looks like a you know, it looks like a plastic toy or something on his hand, but it, it works, so that that's the kind of stuff we're going to be able to do is just printing out stuff.
0: Yeah, man. What, what a crazy, like even the, the whole 3d printing thing. That's, that's crazy shit. I thought, I thought you were going to go into like uh, Hey, did you know that they're making those, uh, those watches now that you can talk onto and the Samsung watches, but how dumb oh, of like, a fucking move is that though? Seriously. <laughs> right. Like the, The watch is, like, the watch is so outdated at this point. Why bring it back? Like, in the 70s, that would have been futuristic to have a watch that you could talk and see people on. But to bring it it back now is kind of stupid.
1: Yeah, it is, man. Like, whenever I see somebody with a watch, I'm like, wait, really? Is that a watch? Like, is that a real watch in the wild that I'm seeing right now? (laughs) Like,
0: you better be wearing some penny loafers if you're going to be wearing that watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's... Yeah, it still amazes me when I see somebody with a watch.
0: I don't know. Ty, have you heard, okay, I also just heard about, um, there are going to be tattoos that you can get, like temporary mm-hmm. tattoos that they'll put over your throat that will have, it'll be able to tap into a Wi-Fi source, and it'll work almost like a phone, if you can believe that. Really? Yeah. Like, like how fucking crazy is that, dude?
1: Yeah, that makes, I mean, it makes total sense You're, Yeah, that makes total sense. What, uh, there's a movie that they do that in, is it, I can't remember what it is, is it Looper or something? Where they, like, touch their neck, and then it's like, that's how they talk, they just tap their neck, and then they, like, talk to somebody or whatever, or they answer a phone call. I think it was actually a book I read, um, but yeah, man, that's gonna be. It's gonna come when you when like the technology is fused into your body. Um, and that sounds like that sounds so ridiculous, but it's
0: just it just is coming. That's the way things are going. I know, man. It's crazy. It's kind of scary too. Yeah, I feel yes. like I feel like cancer is just is just gonna love that. Like just waiting for that day. Like oh, sweet, like. Mm-hmm. It, but it's, there's got to be something in our lives. So it's got to be either Wi-Fi signals or it's got to be, like, ridiculous uh, fast food that we eat that's causing such such cancer, you know? Yeah, yeah. It has. I think it definitely is, man. But
1: I don't know. We're getting – people are getting more sensitive to that, though, too. There's a huge movement against uh, – Cancer? Against cancer, yeah. It's just, <laughs> no, against, like uh, – <laughs> against, like uh, – um, like artificial food, or what's the word I'm thinking of? Like genetically enhanced food or genetically modified GMOs,
0: yeah.
1: like Monsanto and stuff. There's a lot of countries that it's just completely banned, and the countries are just like, no, we don't want it here. I think Germany might be one of those. France's, Argentina.
0: Crazy things are happening out there, Ty. They are, man. All right. Well. Oh, and hey, if anybody hasn't checked out, also um, talking back about Lance Manion, check out uh, we were we were guest authors on LanceManion dot com. Ty. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Got both of us got
1: a story up on there. So. Um, so yeah, check him out. That's a really cool thing that he's doing. He's just having a. It's. I mean, it's basically whoever really wants to, whenever he has the call out, um, send him a story and he'll post it up on his page. So yeah, LanceManion.com, check that out. And uh it was fun, man. I had a good time. Yeah, it's fun. I kinda got it kinda did get me writing again too. I've been meaning to get started again, just pick up a pen and start writing shit down again. So It's a good thing that just, he's doing, just trying to get people writing again.
0: Boom. Worked for me. Yeah. Alright, man. Well, you know, how about uh how about we end this thing and uh you know, let's start doing this more often. I don't see why we can't make it more of a regular occurrence where we do this maybe like every every week or every other week or something. Yeah, might as well, man. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, the catchphrase of CSP is uh, we're doing it all over again. That's going to be our legacy, Ty.
1: Just doing it, bringing back to its roots,
0: really. That's what it's all about, dude, going back to its roots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, um, everybody take care. And we love you if you're listening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, enjoy your families. If you can take anything from this episode, just take a step back and enjoy what you got. It is, man. Hug your loved ones. Don't
1: be, a, don't be afraid to show a little affection. Because
0: that's what life is, man. Life is showing affection, and life is just finding joy. I think life is just finding a joy out of anything. You know, just trying to just get a little bit of joy out of something.
1: It is, man. I think it is just taking the good out of whatever you're dealing with or and then also exuding goodness too, just putting out good vibes as well.
0: Yeah, man. Make somebody life, else feel good. I, yeah,
1: I think that's what life is all about, man, is just making it the most enjoyable as you can for everybody around you. I feel like if everybody did that, just make life
0: enjoyable for everyone around you, then I don't know. Might be able to do some good shit. Yeah. And on that note, Ty, you know that whenever we start really getting into really interesting conversations, I like to just kind of cut it off and be like, all right, well, it's been fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we were getting really into some interesting shit, but now I'm going to be an asshole. And let's just let's just cut it off at that. Oh, you dick. That's all right. Hey, man, we'll save it for the next episode. That's right. We'll always have the next episode of 51. Yeah, dude, because we got like fucking, got another, at least another 50 in us, I would say.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. At least. At least. All right, man. So uh, on that note, everybody take care, and thank you for listening. Yep, yeah, see you.
1: You have just listened to Complete Sentences with Ty and Rocky K. Please feel free to email us at completesentencespod at gmail.com.